Oh, right. it's not. like a gold, though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> So DDoS attack, right? I'm getting um, booted. A night out in Manchester or Dublin. I was devastated. Put as many LAN events out there as possible. I like to hit three LAN events, right, for our first Lovely. year. I'm excited just from a competitor's point of view. I mean, it wasn't Call of Duty as we all know it. Might be a bit of a sticky one for you. Would you say the old Katana owners or the new Katana owners are the best? Do I need to answer that? Because it couldn't really have happened to a more genuine, genuine bloke. Definitely shines through being such a nice guy. The gap's just so big at the moment. He was like the, the, the Gordon Ramsay of Call of Duty players. I'm still gutted that I missed out on that. We're forever yeah. in that man's step. Forever. That's, Break that's controller after two games. Right, there's orcs leaving challenges for a reason. Stop supporting these CDL teams. Now I'm crying. I hope you're happy. I know. I'm babbling on. Hello and welcome to the Vista. Today we have a very special guest. Please welcome the founder and CEO of Katana Gaming. The man that's all about the gamers. Effie. Welcome, Effie. Hello, uh, thanks for having me. How are we all? All good? Very um, good. Fantastic. Have you said? Yeah, not too bad. Can't complain. Got my whiskey, so I'm, I'm loving life. <laughs> I love it. Starting early. Right. <laughs> so, I guess like, the first question I had is, like, where did the All About the Gamers come from? Um, I suppose it sort of stems from, you know, how we sort of started, right, Katana, right? So we... We were literally all about the gamers, right? So we formed in, I think it was 2020, no, 20, 2019, I think it was the start of COVID, maybe around May. Um, and ultimately, when we first started, we were just purely about, you know, gaming, distracting yourself from the mad world that was COVID, right? Everyone was locked down. You're literally staring at the ceiling. You couldn't go out your house. I think in, in Ireland, anyway, it was like a five kilometer sort of radius. I don't know what it was like in, in the UK. And gaming was a sort of vice, right? It was a distraction from the mad world. And we started off as a community, all about the gamers. And eventually, we sort of become a little bit more structured, right? So focusing on esports, community events, and content creation. But it sort of stemmed from that, just having a community, all about the gamers, focus on the gaming, and trying to, you know, rock out the mad reality. And that was COVID. Yeah, I love that. I mean... It was, a, it was a tough time for everyone, but at least we had gaming, right? That's, this it, is got it, me, right? it got me through COVID, that's all I'm saying. I think, I think it got a lot of people through, right? I mean, they say sometimes gaming is good for the mental health and sometimes it's bad for mental health. But, mm. you know, when, when you're talking to the same people day in, day out in the same house um, and you can just log on and shut yourself away from that a little bit and speak to your mates and connect. And yeah. um, I think it did really help people mentally through COVID. So, yeah, um, that's pretty much where it all come from, all about the gamers. I love that. I love that. And like, were you involved in esports and gaming before Katana? Or is, were you just like, fan, I guess? Um, yeah, no. So it feels like a millennia ago now. But I've always been a, <laughs> a you know avid Call of Duty gamer since I was about, what, nine, ten? You know, there with the Turtle Beach headset <laughs> whacked on full, you know, um, drinking LucasAids to six o'clock oh, in the morning, you know. I think I think I actually had G Fuel back then, but it was called Gamma Labs. I don't know yeah, if any Gamma, of you remember Gamma that. Gamma Labs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, always been passionate about um, Call of Duty. Uh, played a few LANs as well, a few EGLs. Wasn't that good, but still stood up and gave some abuse over the monitors. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, uh, followed the sort of the optic sort of dynasty, Hex, Give him a shout out, you know, always watching, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, he's the GOAT. Um, but yeah, avid gamer and uh, always had a passion for Call of Duty, but yeah. Amazing. One of the, the big things that Katana have announced recently is the deal that you have with your land center, right? Can you tell yeah. us a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah, so I, I suppose, I don't know where, where to, I'll start at the beginning, right? So um, we... Originally, Katana Gaming, we, we didn't have any interest in, you know, doing any LANs or hosting any, like, sort of full-on LAN events, right? We were willing to sort of participate in stuff and send teams to them. Um, I think after the, the sort of ACCL situation in Sheffield and that sort of collapsed and there was a huge gap, um, you know, the challenge, challenger scene being majority in, you know, in, in the US, sort of saw an opportunity there, okay? And we was like, okay, well, somebody's... Somebody's got to do it. And I was actually listening to a podcast at the time by Pablo and I think it was Major Chafin. They'd done like a little podcast series. I don't know if you, you, you followed it. It was on Spotify. Yeah. 
and they were talking about all the different people in the Call of Duty scene and how you know we've got a really great community. And ultimately, the, the great people in the community are just people that actually get up and do it. Like, for example, Rotation, ro rotation Amp, right? No, no one was providing proper coverage of challenges at the time. And he literally said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And that was a huge success. And I sort of felt at the time there was a need for LAN events. So we started looking, really, um, for venues. Uh, we got into negotiations with Belong uh, for Belong arenas and stuff, but sort of felt they they had a few good arenas, but the majority of them were in, in the back of shop, you know, sports directs and stuff like that, and they weren't actually full-on gaming arenas. And then this sort of come about, I was re reading an article, I think Carl, one of our pr previous owners, sort of come across them because they were in Middlesbrough, and it was all part of, um, I think, Richie Sunak's levelling up Middlesbrough. So there's a £9 million investment in Captain Cook Square in Middlesbrough, trying to bring Middlesbrough up to the times of it. And this venue come about, and I dropped them an email, got on a phone call with them about a year ago. And I was like, look, interested in running LAN events. Can I come over and have a coffee? Let's, let's you know, have a meeting about this. And it all sort of stemmed from there, really. So, you know, I've been over to the venue, I've met the owners, sat down, sort of got an understanding of what their, their, their ambitions are. And it has been a very, very long process, right? They've been trying to develop this venue and get it into the right state for about a year now. Um, and we're, al we're almost there. We're almost <laughs> there, right? Um, very, very difficult to sort of convey the sort of magnitude and the opportunity that this venue, and I can't say too much, but this won't be their only venue that they're opening, right? They're looking to open multiple venues in the UK and some around Europe. And I've been like a kid at Christmas, right? Waiting for this venue to open and the opportunity that it can bring. It's really, I don't want to swear, but it's going <laughs> to shake up UK esports big time, right? It's not just a cafe, right? It's a full on esports arena. You've all been in Primark, I'm assuming. Yeah. Primark in the UK, right? So it's an old Primark, so you can think of the size of it. Um, High-spec high gaming PCs, uh, main stage with auditorium, like you got 80 seats in front of it and stuff like that. It's a really good opportunity to start running LAN events from. So I know I'm babbling on, so... Um, no, no, it's great. No, that's exciting. <laughs> you, you do all the babbling. <laughs> it is great, because I think, like, there is a need for it in the UK, right? Like, you've seen how many times people have tried it and haven't succeeded but i think it takes getting it right once and then like you yeah. say it's easy to scale so like even though there's been delays i haven't read too much into it but there has been delays with the building and stuff right which is why yeah that... yeah there's been loads of days i mean we had the, the katana gaming launch event planned i don't know if any of you have seen that right um and I can tell you more than anyone that, you know, I was, I was devastated. It was like a slap in the face, right? So we had this whole entire meetup planned and it was initial sort of like Katana members only, right? To do some sort of launch event. We were going to do like a run a switcheroo, test out the, the venue. One of the main things for me was making sure that Battle.net and there wasn't any IP issues. So dealing with them and talking to them about the network, making sure that individually each machine had its own IP address. Because when we were in ACCL, uh, at the Sheffield event, I think one of the main issues they had was they got an IP ban, right? So Battle.net blocked all the machines because everyone was trying to log on at once onto their Battle.net account and the, the setup there, they didn't have multiple IPs. So Battle.net, seeing all these PCs logging on, thinks it's a DDoS attack, right? I'm getting um, booted. So they just blanked it. So there's a lot of technical things that were having to take in place. But anyway... Had the event planned, uh, and at the very, very last minute, um, due to issues with the water, uh, it's, the, it's the most annoying thing ever, right? Because I was there, he had all the, the PCs in place, we had, had the games ready and stuff, um, but due to the water, they need to have clean water being a fully licensed um, venue, right? It's yeah. their part of the insurance, because they're a bar and they're a restaurant as well, um, and apparently that wasn't all up to scratch, so he said, look, Gonna have, gonna have to cancel you know i was devastated it's so devastated. hard when it's out of your control as well right like yeah you know and it, a lot of people had paid a lot of money for that for that mm -hmm. event as well right you know and i've um 
I, I, you know, I made sure before anyone was paying for anything, like, you know, it was free to enter, right? There wasn't any like tickets or anything like that, but it was like people buying trains or you know, hotels and stuff. And I made sure that there was capital there that if, and eventually, you know, something happened that people would, would be covered and they were. So everyone's been, everyone's been paid back um, for their sort of expenses and outlay, but it was, it was painful, you know, and a lot of people, I think people were fairly sort of supportive afterwards, you know, they, there wasn't too much tox, toxic stuff on the timeline, you know, people were fairly supportive. Ultimately, I think couldn't get pissed off because the opportunity is still there with this this venue. And I, you know, I had a chat with the with the owners of the venue, and I said, look, we're we're in a partnership, okay? We have that agreement in place, and you know, the the merits of good partners in business is how we act when the going gets tough, not when it's you know smooth sailing. And we're looking at long-term plans. So, um, you know, if they could open, they would. You know, um, they've been <laughs> they've been under the gun themselves. Um, but yeah, these things happen, and you've got to learn and adapt with it, really. Why we why we stay on that that topic of the arena? Um, I've got a couple of questions about it. So, the whole Katana gaming layout is that going to be a sort of similar magnitude and operation to what EEG was back in like the sort of Black Ops 4 era where you've got the online sort of leagues on the website and then you you know you've got the land there for the for the bigger players to try and attend. Um yes and yeah I, I, I'm going to say yes, right? Ultimately, we want to get our first proper land out the way first and 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 do it correctly. Um yeah. but you know our goal is to really sort of provide good competitive competitive events for grassroots you know through to challengers in yeah. online so that's the league um if we can tournaments as well and and LAN events and there will be some sort of synergies be between all of those right um but yeah in, in the main i miss i miss all the LAN events that there were in the uk i think a lot of people do right um so if i could go and you know, say I'm gonna do 20 LAN events this year, I would. But of course, I need to make sure that we can walk before we can run, and that whatever we're doing is um, sustainable, so we can do it well and do it repeatedly, right? Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm being passionate about Call of Duty. Want to put as many LAN events out there as possible. No, yeah, 100%. But like the sort of EEG, would you say sort of the ballpark of? size you're aiming for or would you say bigger than what they were producing in the black ops 4 era um so as 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 big as the community can can get right i think for our first event we will start for about 32 team tournament right to sort of um, ease big. yeah so to, to ease our way in i mean in regards to sort of going up to doubling that 64 um there, there is capacity there that we do have the option of getting the pcs in to do that um, it's just the logistics of it all, all, right? It's got to be planned well. It's got to be timed well. People got to be on their machines on time, playing the games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. If if I can get it to you know hundred teams, over a hundred teams, like the Challenger yeah. events in Boston and all that, I would. You know, um, I think it's going to be a gradual. A gradual hundred yeah. percent. Uh -huh. So it's but sky's the limit, and I mean. I'm excited just from a competitor's point of view. I mean, just an enthusiast at this stage, just is excited that these players are going to have something because, I mean, the community is dying out for it, like literally crying. Yeah. But, 100%. I mean, it just sounds fantastic. You, you've got me excited for sure, and I'm sure lot, lots of others. But in that first year, what would you say, roughly event-wise, are you aiming for realistically five, three, ten? I'll meet you in a bit. Well, ten, ten would be, you know, a lot. Uh, a lot right so ultimately i want to try and plan the events around the sort of call of duty calendar at the same time yeah. right to enable people to so it's not clashes right um and to enable the most people to attend i would try and say i'd like to i'd like to hit three land events right for our first Lovely. year um if we can do more let's do more right i think after our first one, we're going to get more interest. There's going to be more sponsorship opportunities as well. There's 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 a lot of moving parts when you're talking about land events, right? It's not just the you know the teams and the players and the orgs, and there's a sort of business aspect of it of like trying to pull in um, people that are selling products to sort of help boost prize pools, you know, and gather more traction and stuff like that. So 
one LAN event at a time. But believe me, if I could have a hundred LAN events, I would, right? Yeah. But of course, going to start 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 out slowly, and um, I would say a realistic goal would be would be free. Is, is my aim. If you were to me not to ask the questions. It. <laughs> oh, it, it's good. It's good. But yeah, that, that's all for me. I mean, I'm excited. I'm sure everyone else is. We we'll, we'll leave some thoughts for the mind of everyone else. Do you know what? For, like from my perspective as well. Like obviously, I I own Noctum, right? And like we sent teams to three challenges events last year. Obviously, cost a lot of money, right? And this year we want to do the same, but bigger, right? So we want to get our content creators to land and stuff like that. But Obviously, when everything's in the States, which it most likely is going to be, we are restricted in terms of, like, finances, right? So having, like, UK lands that we can get all of our creators together, all of our players together, and get all of us in one place as well, it's like a meet-up for us at the same time. Yeah. And, like... It's, it's the community side of it as well. It's like, you know, even, even if you're not a competitive player, you're just a, a member of an org, and you, you know... People don't realise, but a lot of lot of people in gaming they, they come home and they, they jump onto their you know PCs or whatever, and they're talking to people hours every evening, and they some people haven't even met these people, you know. So to create events where people can actually get together, have a drink, relax, say hi, um, it is it is good stuff, you know, um, and people do enjoy it. So and I think it creates more of a buzz. So yeah, totally with you on that one. Uh, you only have to look at the World Series of Warzone, right? Like the amount of people that turned out to that, even though it wasn't Call of Duty as we all know it, right? It's yeah, a completely different game, really. But you see the amount of people that turned out for that. You you know that there was a buzz in the arena, even if you can see everything that we wanted to see. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, exciting stuff. I'm still gutted that I missed out on that. <laughs> I didn't get to go either. But no, I've never been right to life. one. I've never been to like a LAN event or like an event like that. So as soon as there's more events going on in the UK, I'm doing anything in my power to be there, whether it's for the buzz or whether it's to meet like my, you know, Noctum friends or people who I've met online or even just to actually gain a bit of knowledge about like competitive scene because I'm quite new to Call of Duty and things. Yeah. So it's it's one of those where I feel like a lot of people like myself would benefit a lot more from it, like being in that environment and feeling welcomed in the environment as well. So. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, who who doesn't who doesn't want to meet up for their mates? You know, beat them at COD and yeah. uh, have a few drinks and a laugh. You know, and you know, even if you're not that great at COD, come coming along and, and having a go. It's all part of the yeah, fun. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And I guess the, the, the last question around like the land center from me, is it yeah. just specific to Call of Duty lands that you're aiming for or are there other titles too? We will look to do other titles too as well. So as part of our sort of partnership, we sort of got like exclusivity, not just on COD, but on a, on a few other game titles as well. So we're looking, we're look, we would look to do stuff, maybe Valorant potentially, um, Apex uh, and a few other titles. But ultimately for, for myself, you know, the logistics and everything. I want to try and make sure on that we hit Call of Duty out of the park correctly. And then once we've done that, a lot of the stuff will be rinse and repeat, right? So we'll be able to um, do other LAN events as well. So on, on different titles. I love it. I love it. Like you say, so like you're thinking long-term as well as a partnership, right? So like you don't have to try and rush and do everything at once. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's... We're looking to sort of integrate. Of course, we've got the website now. Um, it's been through a few phases. We're looking to improve it a, lo like a lot more, right? There's a lot more functionality that's got to go into it. But ultimately, if you think of the Wide Robbie as a franchise and opening multiple arenas, right? We're hoping to utilize the website, not just for like just online events, but for the members in those lobby in, in the wide lobby. So the admins can utilize that to run their own little tournaments for the for the local members as well. So there's a few synergies um which we're we're working on with the wide lobby, but uh, yeah, a lot a lot to do and a and a lot in the works for sure. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Okay, I, like moving on to the next section and this is this or that with Abby Keith. Well, well, hi. Anyways, my name's Abby. Um, I've got a couple of questions. I think I've got about six to do for you. Some of them are a little bit to do with Call of Duty. Some of them are to do with Katana, and some of yep. them are to do with like, um, like your LAN events and things like that. So, knocking it off with the first one is: Would you rather finish top eight at every LAN or top three in every Challenges Elite? If you had to pick, 
if you had to pick between one. Um, I, I would say top three in every challenge is elite. Okay, you know, okay. The money there for that, I suppose, right? Um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, top eight at every LAN event. You know, I'd like to finish like top 120. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Rather than top top eight. Um, but well, yeah. top three sounds better. Top three does sound better. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got have have a team for one game that wins everything, or three teams for three different games that place third every time. What would you prefer? Three teams for three games that place third every time. Okay, okay. So staying on with Call of Duty, would you prefer CDL or CD or CWL between One them? Answer. Do, do I need to answer that? Well, um, it's just it's just, it's just I'm asking everybody. <laughs> now I'm crying. I hope you're happy. Yeah, I think, you, I think you, know, you know the answer for that already, right? So. <laughs> I love I love asking everybody. It's just like waiting for one person to say CDL. I'm waiting for the one person to say it. <laughs> so do you prefer online tournaments or LAN events? LAN events. Okay, okay. Um, would you prefer a boots on the ground game or jetpack titles? What was your favorite? See, I'm old school, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm an old git. So I come from like, you know, Call of Duty, year mm. four, right? So like boots on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> is 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 what i enjoy the most you know jetpacks go and play halo you know all that sort of jumping around stuff you know? but it does well, it does make the game more interesting right it makes it more difficult the skill gap you know and stuff like that but yeah it's because my movement is crap i'm gonna say boots on the ground boots on the ground okay yeah. so i'm quite new to katana i actually um know a little bit about dashi i've watched him on twitch quite a bit so that's how i actually know about you guys um, so staying on the katana type of vibe, would you say the old katana owners or the new katana owners are the best of the team? Like, what do you, what would you prefer, this or that? Owners, old the which are better, the old katana owners? Yeah, or the all new, these. New? Like, what would you, what would, like, it's just, what would you pick? Old katana owners or the new katana owners? That's a really, really difficult question, and I know if I if I give an answer, it's gonna upset. You're gonna people, be in trouble, right? <laughs> um, ultimately, I think everyone that. You know, we've been fortunate to have, you know, owners that have stayed in place for a, a long time, but people that have gone and left, they've they've all brought something to the table and they've yeah. all contributed to Katana Gaming um, growing and developing, right? So I, I, I'll caveat it with that, right? But ultimately, I, I prefer the owners I have now, right? Because they're working with me now on the big they're things that we have now. now. Yeah. yeah. So for my final question for you, uh, just before we started the podcast, we spoke about your night out in Manchester. Oh, would God. you prefer? Would you prefer a night out I in Manchester or Dublin? <laughs> What's um, your best nightlife? I, I I prefer Manchester without oh. without a doubt. Dublin Dublin way too expensive. Um, the kebabs in Manchester <laughs> top tier. That you can have a night out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the, and the people people are friendly enough there as well. Like, do you know what I mean? And people are friendly in Dublin. Don't get me wrong, but the nightlife is is definitely better in Manchester for sure. Yep. And well, that's all for me for this or that. Then this or that question. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. There were some tricky ones in there. There was <laughs> quick, yeah. fi quick fire round ones. <laughs> I think I think like, like I said, said previously, right? Like having the right people at the right time is is, is like the, the best thing you can have, right? Like yeah. Not everyone's meant to be like on the elevator for the whole ride up. Yeah. yeah. It's about the build forward and it, like the little stepping stones towards where you are now. Yeah, 100%, you know, and some people can't, you know, it's, 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 it's a tough gig, esports, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's a slow, slow grind, you know, there's a lot of uh, investment for little return some of the time, you know, mm -hmm. and um, ultimately, if, if, you, if you're not passionate about esports and gaming, then you know, you're, it's, you, it's gonna it's gonna die out very quickly for you. You know, so yeah. um, people do come and go. It's the yeah. time behind it as well, like with family and things, like the actual personal lives it can like get involved with as well. Yeah, it's so. a huge huge balance to be made there, right? Um, yeah. And you can have weeks sometimes where you don't feel like you're actually making any progress on the goals that you've set for your org, and then sometimes things are going smoothly, and then sometimes there's quiet periods periods again. Like, but you've just got to keep keep at it and keep consistent and um yeah i, I don't know if that's 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 a that's a part you want to go into in a bit but 
I love it. I love it. These, the next sort of section that we had was uh, around like your relationship with Dashi and your new Call of Duty roster. Because, I mean, yep. Dashi's everywhere at the moment as well, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I suppose first and foremost, like, Dashi is a player for Katana Gaming, right? And he's a streamer, but he's also a really, really good mate, you know? And he has had a lot of success over the last, you know, couple of months with his streaming and stuff like that thing for me it makes me smile and I, I you know i'm fairly proud of what, what he has achieved in such a a short period of time but more, even more so because it couldn't really have happened to a more genuine genuine bloke like i i'm i'm, I'm his mate as well as this sort of org owner right um and he is 100 percent. if he could do you a good turn he would it couldn't have happened to a nicer person um in regards to dashi um he's been with katana for Quite quite a long time since I think Vanguard was that 2021 I think if I'm not mistaken right um, 2020 maybe it come out but 2021 lose track um, <laughs> which which is which is a, a way back right and he started out he was around a, a top 64 gamer um, trying to get into top 64 um, really dedicated really passionate always wanted to improve himself. And over the years, he has, he's done that. He's gone from tom, top 64 to top 32. We took him to the um, LAN in Sheffield, uh, the ACCL LAN. And I think himself, TK, uh, Paige and Jackson, they, they placed 12th for their first LAN event, right? Um, they played, played against people like Luti and you know, exper experienced LAN players, right? And, and they, they beat them. Um, and it was a huge event for them, and I think that sort of gave him the fire to sort of con continue on um, with, with eSports, but he's gone from that strength to strength, and now he's like a top 16. He's pushing top 16 now, so he is top 16. He's not pushing, he's top 16 player, um, and the squad that we have now is, is top 16. I think they've got about 19K pro points collectively between them. He's had great success, and especially with the streaming, people talking about challenges and the, and the, the lack of events in the eu right it's extremely difficult for people to make a living off call of duty for players not just orgs not impossible for orgs but for players right it's really really difficult and to actually sort of come to that sort of reality is like i'm passionate about call of duty i am a competitive gamer i want to do this for a living but ultimately it's not feasible to make money out of it so he said maybe you know i, I want to go into streaming so we had, we had chats about it anyway, and you know a few people spoke to him about it. We, we sort of weighed up the, the pros and cons, and he was like, I'm going to do it. So he was like, okay, we'll start your stream, get your graphics sorted. Um, I try and say to people, because you know, he's doing really, really well now, but what I find most admirable about, about Dashi is the guy was working, you know, he's working a part-time job at, at a pub, right? Um, he wasn't happy with... His, his, his life in regards to, he, he didn't want to do that, right? He was passionate about Call of Duty and he wanted that to be his living. And he took it upon himself. His, his whole entire family didn't know what Call of Duty was, what esports was. They didn't understand it, right? His girlfriend didn't know what streaming really was and that the esports sort of scene and stuff like that. But he said, you know what? No, if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm going to do it. And he fully committed. He fully committed. He quit his job um, and he said, you know, I'm streaming seven days a week eight hours a day. Um, I start smashing my controller off my desk after two games of ranked play. This guy was playing eight hours a day, seven days a week, right? Um, one of the most sort of dedicated, passionate people I, I've, I've met, and he's just gone from strength to strength, right? He's partnered within six months, partnered, Twitch partner within six months. There's not many people that can, can achieve that, right? Over 2,000 subs at one stage, going from six people in his stream to now averaging over 140 and up. And, and ultimately, it's just down to the vibes he brings to, to his stream and his community. He's forever positive. He's, an, he's a no negativity type of person. He doesn't do conflict. He doesn't do negativity. And he doesn't do bullshit either, right? They're the three things about Dashi. But he brings good vibes to his stream. And he's, he's on every single day. And he's committed to achieving um, his goals and milestones. We sort of have like regular meetings uh, like once once a month we go over all the stats and go right okay this is what we want to try and achieve and month on month 
he has knocked all the goals we've set out the park. And yeah, um, even though he's at a really good spot now, ultimately, I think the sky's the limit if he just keeps on having that sort of disciplined uh, attitude and determination. And like I said, couldn't have happened to a greater person. Um, and I'm chuffed with him, but I'm not going to get emotional because I haven't had too much whiskey yet. So <laughs> Give it the thing is, up. as well, though, he's actually entertaining to watch. Like it's not yeah. just the co- it's not just the co- it's actually entertaining. Like I watched like learning rank basically. It's the first time I've ever touched rank, and I've learned a lot just from watching the guy. Like and he's actually funny as well. So I feel like you've got that comments that you definitely shine through being such a nice guy. Like you can definitely see you can definitely see he doesn't do conflict and stuff. It's always positive. But yeah, he's is is a great face for Katana. I will hundred percent say that. Like yeah. from a viewer's standpoint as well. Yeah, no, he hundred percent is. And what makes it nice as well is. The sort of history that he's had with the brand, you know, I, f- mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like a lot of people in esports now they all cop, right? There's always this sort of feeling that the grass is greener, and there's a lot to be said with sticking with some, sticking with the community. He's stuck, he's stuck with Katana, we've stuck with him, and that's just been because of his energy and, like you said, his sort of positivity and stuff. Um, I mean, it was a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, maybe it was a, a over a month ago. They're tuning in, and he's playing with Attach. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like what what is what what is going on you know um but yeah um i'm excited i'm excited for the future um what it holds for him for sure yeah we're excited too i think and like excited to see how he competes this year as well i'd love to see katana in the elite alongside us so. <laughs> yeah look um we we've we've got we've got a decent decent roster together right um a lot of people say well why 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 haven't you gone and you know you, you can go and get like a top three roster right, or something like that. It's, it's the return. It's the return on investment, right? If, you've probably seen over the last couple of months, a lot of orgs have actually stepped away from challenges, right? Because there, there is little return there um, for orgs and there's little return there for players. And ultimately for me, my response to anyone is like, well, why, why didn't you get like a top three team? Last year, I had the opportunity to pick up some of the top teams in Europe. Right, um, but ultimately, it's five grand a pop, maybe more, six grand, right? Sometimes five, a little bit less. And you know, you, you can fund these teams, but there's not much you get. It's it's a weekend, right? So there's little you get from it. And sometimes those teams change and they move and stuff like that. So for me, I've sort of made a concerted effort this year in that I want to focus on new players. I want to focus on that sort of top sixteen area because I'm. I get more enjoyment of watching teams that stick around that area and sort of progress up through the ranks. That's more entertaining for me, seeing someone actually achieve, right? Um, and ultimately, get the content side of things from it as well. That's going to be a laugh. The the four four players we have, they're they're all all good laugh. Jackson was in Katana before, so um, that's good. Um, but yeah, that, that's my sort of main focus, I think, for for this year. Rather than five grand every single event, you know. Um, are they all uh, re- are they all wanting to do content? Are they all eager for content, or is that more like uh, a dashy thing, or is the whole team all for th- it? All, all the team have sort of, you know, they're not all content creators per se, right? Um, dashy, you know, being a streamer, but all of them have turned around and said, look, you know, let's make that content for for Katana Gaming. Let's let give everyone that's back in Europe and watching these events sort of unfold in the US, like the coverage at Challenger events is really, really poor. I think the last event was fairly decent. That was like quite good, right? In in the grand scheme of things, right? Yeah, um, it's a stream. <laughs> yeah, it's a stream, you know? I mean, in Boston, I'm there with a with a stick going around bloody, you know, because there's nobody recording, there's nobody giving decent coverage. So we want to provide, provide a bit of a content, have a bit of a laugh, you know, go and see the major as well and, you know, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're all for it. They're all for it Good. because they, un- they understand that ultimately that is the only value from, a, from an org perspective right? that we're going to get. And it's good for them as well because it spreads their name in the community. Yeah, 100%. No, that, that's good to hear because we spoke to Dave last week, right? And he said that still a lot of these top players, which we've said so ourselves, are really struggling to get in their heads that they need to provide more than just placing well at these events they need to do the content if anything the content is more valuable right now than the placements itself to 100%. get more sponsors in and eyes up back on the scene on the same page of you 100 percent. like you know without being too like 
abrupt about it, right? There, there are players out there with just egos. They want you to give them five grand, right? And they're going to play for you for a couple of days, not even do, give you any content, potentially place top 16, not give you any financial return. And then for the next major, they want five grand again. And it's like there needs, there needs to be a wake-up call here. There needs to be a little bit of, you know, people being sensible about the situation, right? There's orgs leaving challenges for a reason, okay? It's not feasible. So the players that are, like, on, on the same page of that and down to earth um, have a passion. Like I'm more than happy to try and support them as much as I can um, because they're supporting the org as much as they can. Yeah. It's a, it's a two-way thing, you know? So, yeah. yeah I mean... I, uh <laughs> so do I. I mean, I, I was running some numbers today for like our rosters, right? Even if you have a twenty percent return on like all competitions, if you're spending say seven hundred and fifty pound a player for every event, you will not make a return unless you finish first in at least one elite, as well as finishing top three at an event and finishing top four in all the other events. So like that's the level that we're at. To break even as an org yeah is, wow yeah it's yeah. insane it's insane Which and some players don't happening. even yeah no and some players don't even go they go no i'm not giving you money from elites either you know which is like you know you've got the lands but the, the elites not take place some players like I'm, I'm not you know so that it's it's that that makes it even more difficult right um yeah there there isn't it isn't viable the, the only i think you know, the only way you can potentially make money out of Call of Duty challenges is by putting people on ridiculous contracts. You're gonna have to, you have to pay them, but placing your bets on players who you think are gonna get picked up, um, and then of course you'll get a buyout fee for that. But even then, it's it's hit and miss, and even then it defeats the purpose because ultimately, I I don't want to be in a situation where I'm taking a buyout. I would want a player to move from challenges and achieve their dream goal of becoming a player in the CDL, right? So you, you don't want to sort of hinder that um, as an org owner, you know? If, if, but, yeah. I think like there is a way that like, the league could say, look, if you bring up a players from challenges, we'll pay the buyout, a minimum buyout of, I don't know, however much you want to put in there. But that gives an incentive for orgs to be in here as well. And like, yeah, I don't necessarily agree that you have to make money in challenges right like you should have sponsors that can help pay for that you should be able to get to a point with content where that's bringing you in a little bit of money as well yeah but, like the gap's just so big at the moment between yeah. like getting the team yeah. out there to L losing you know or, or if, you, if you're if you're not making any any return it's like you're, you're, you are burnt you're, you're burning money right so there has to be 100 percent. there has to be some some return on it, some, some, even, even if you break even, right? Or even if you're just five grand down after, after the year, I'd be happy with that. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, it's, it's not on impossible, really. Yeah, I, I think, I think it will change. It's just how it changes, right? That's the, yeah. no, it, it will, but I think, right, the league's the 80% of the issue, right? But I think every step of the way, I was thinking about this earlier, it's also the issue from the players putting such a rut, they don't want to produce the content. They yeah. need to produce the content, but at the same point, the org owners like yourself, realistically, in these contracts should be saying, we're not giving you money unless you're signing this bit of paper that says you're going to produce X, Y, and Z content for us. Yeah. And then on the bottom end of the things as well, the fans, how many people that I talk to on a daily basis say that they miss miss a brand that they connect with? Yeah. Then, so, then stop supporting these CDL teams. Go connect yourself with a brand in Challengers. Go buy their jersey and support them on the socials. And if we all done a little bit just like that, then I think the league and everyone else, the sponsor would have no choice but to come in and go, yeah, do you know what? We're going to support this more because the want's there. Instead, it's been neglected from every aspect and now we're at this stage. Yeah, um, I fully agree with you. And, you know, you get, you get them egotistical players, you know, take the money, don't want to do the content, and then they're going to leave your org as well. And they're not interested in your org. They're not interested no. in the success. And you've got a community there which is following your org, right? So do you either take those five or four players who are going to take that money from you and leave, or do you try and invest in up-and-coming players which, you know, might not place as, as well, but a part of your community, your community wants to see them succeed. Your commu community's interested in watching them go over to the States and compete in this amazing tournament and watch them progress because ultimately 
they are with your brand and investing in you as much as you're investing in them. And it's a sort of a long-term thing, not just give me five grand for this weekend. And some players ask it, you know, a couple of weeks before the event, you know, and it's, yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't help the scene. It doesn't help the scene. And if more players were aligned to sort of, you know, like you said, aligning to some sort of org in challenges, supporting the community, producing the content, ultimately it's going to help that community thrive, which is going to bring more opportunities about and make the scene a lot better and yeah. uh, make it thrive. So it's coming though. It's coming like people like yourself, Katana and Noctum, people that are investing in just below them big names and these big names you're seeing, they're free agents. They're looking for yeah. orgs. They're not getting it. They're, they're going to clock that they've got to do it. And if not, these boys are going to take their space because they're going to get all the investment. Yeah, I mean, look at all the top players that have, haven't been picked up by the CDL for this year. It's, you know, it's, it blows my mind. You know, there's some really, really good talent there. I still will always go, well, I, you know, I, I want to back the, the new talent that's coming in, right? I mean, you guys have some, some great players. On, no, that's, I would say are still relatively new, like F Dot and Junk and, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know? So I, I would always be a firm believer of backing the new names over the old names that have been around in the scene have been there done it had their had their opportunity and chances because we want to see talent more talent coming through and you know i think it it's helps with the yeah. storyline as well right like for the content so yeah love it okay. i'm excited like a goal though <laughs> yes <laughs> well actually it's a good time for you to go all day copy because this section is quick fire Oh, can oh, I have God. one? Can I have one non-quick fire? I have a question I've wanted to ask, and it hasn't really fitted in. But Katana Gaming, I asked Jack the same round, Nocturne. What is what is the purpose behind the name? How did you come to Katana Gaming as the name of your brand? Um, so realistically, it was it was totally random in regards. It was it was a bit random, right? Um, we we sort of aligned with sort of there's a synergy between like anime and sort of gaming right um from that side of things we wanted something that was short and and, and sort of sweet um from our colors red we chose red because red produces the mo most brain activity and stuff like that so there was a small sort of like marketing exercise behind it but just wanted something that stuck there was no reason i mean i'm not there walking around with katana in my bedroom going i'm gonna yeah. call it oh. katana katana yeah. gaming but it's it was cool it's short you know um I've always been a fan of optic. If you look at our logo, it's uh, it's a, it's a, it's simple, and you know I don't want to say it looks like the optic logo, but no, I was but trying yeah. to sort of replicate the sort of the sort of theme of it, and um, yeah, two syllable, um, and and that's where it sort of come from. And now I know, so fantastic. But Let, let's get into some quick fire questions. Let's hit you with the first one. Your favourite ever Call of Duty? Oh, Jesus. Um, people are not going to like me for this, given that some of them don't like the maps on the new beta, but it would be Modern Warfare 2, the old Modern Warfare 2. Favela, Terminal, you know, Cold. maps. Goosebumps. You know, Afghan, high rise, you know, jumping on the crane like a maniac, doing 360 no scopes and interventions. Um, love it. Yeah, that would be my main one. And I think that's the main one... Ultimately, that, that that was before. I think Red Red Bull done a LAN on that Call of Duty. I think it was the, the yeah. COD after that when LAN started to pick up a little bit more. Um, Black Ops would be the second, but Modern Warfare Two, and that's just because so many memories on that one. So, ah, I mean that's a great choice. And let's follow on with that naturally. What is your favourite ever weapon in Call of Duty? M16. That was um, quick. What? COD 4 M16? COD 4 M16, first, yeah. First. Yeah. yeah. Always a fan. Always a fan of the COD 4 M16. Um, oh, the MP5, though. That, you know. Or the UMP45 in, in, in Modern oh. Warfare 2. Um, it, no, it's different. The M16 used to absolutely rip on um, Call of Duty 4. And then the burst weapons sort of died out a bit. They come back a bit in the sort of Black Ops and stuff. Was it the X, X8 or XM8, whatever it's called? Yeah. Um, now it's all fully automatic, isn't it? You know, ACRs and stuff like that. And... Favorite ever Call of Duty Pro? I would say Scump, right? That's an obvious answer. Um, 
Can I give you two? Can I give you two names? I'll just give you two. So I, I would say Skunk, but I also like Parasite back in the day because he always yeah. used to come and cause an upset. He was like, he was like the 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 Gordon Ramsay of Call of Duty players. You put him on a squad and he'd make that squad gel and you know perform well. Um, and he always used to give loads of shit as well. So it was a bit controversial. So I like Parasite. Um, but yes, you can't you can't beat the king. You know, Skunk. You know. Um, we're forever yeah. in that man's debt. Forever. <laughs> um, who do you think... Right, we asked Dave the same thing. A player that hasn't yet stepped foot in the league, who do you think is the next player to make it from the EU region? It's really difficult to tell. So, you know, start of this game, right? Um, I think the mechanics, are all, you know, they're, they're a little bit different, you know, but ultimately, who do I think... New now, not someone that's dropped down and, and going back up, no, right? No. I think you've got a couple of players that have got good, good opportunities there. You know, um, and I, I, what I'll do is I caveat it. I won't be biased with any of the players that I know or have played for Katana and pick up. Um, I'd like to see it. Um, I'd like to see Felix, maybe. Um, he, he, you know, I'd like to see him succeed. Um, yeah, that is a really, really difficult question. If you ask me in, in, in a couple of months' time, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to tell you properly. Yeah. Felix is a good shout, though, to be honest. Talented he, player. He keeps his head down and <coughs> has uh, to think that he misses players. He's comedy as well. <laughs> He's absolutely so, comedy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> unreal. What, what is the favorite ever event that you've attended with Katana? So it would, even though it was a travesty, I'd say it was the ACCL LAN event that we went oh, to, right? Oh, blimey. Um, <laughs> because we, we had like 30, over 30 people turn up at that event. So we're all wearing Katana gaming jerseys. And we it's just got absolutely pissed. Um, and it was great. <laughs> um, you know, we made, the, we made we, we showed really what the weekend is about. It's about the LAN event, yes, but it's also about the community coming together, like you guys were saying, and, and meeting up and having a laugh. So... That would probably be the, the the most the most fun event um, you know Katana Katana's been to. Boston was a laugh as well um, in the states. But yeah, from a community point of view, um, because there's a lack of events in the UK. You know, I, I would say any event where you get more of your members there and more of your community is going to be a more enjoyable event, right? Yeah, you have a laugh with your teams if you're going over there with a coach and stuff um, in the US, but ultimately your members is what makes makes the events more enjoyable. I respect it. And now I've got two Katana questions. It might be a bit of a sticky one for you, but answer oh, as you want. Here we go. Um, yeah, go for it. The, the, the roster you've announced this week for Call of Duty next season, are they making it to the first Elite of the year? Um, I'd like to believe so, yes. If not second, right? It, it totally yeah. depends how they settle in as a squad. I've got full confidence in them. They are, you know, around that sort of top 16. So they've got a bit to go, right? Um, but never say never, you know, if they, if they put in the work. I'm always going to back them. I'm always going to support know, them, e even, even if the odds were all, all against them, right? I'm not going to say they're not, right? So I'm going to say yes. Love, I, like, I like the confidence. That's the vibe, right? I love the confidence. So, you know, that's, if there's some odds out there, then... Memed. That's going to be memed now, yeah. and, you know. But, yeah. you, you've said it now. I've said and... it, it's out. I'm going to throw you in the deep end. Will we see a Katana LAN at the wide lobby before the end of January 2024? Probably not, I would say. <laughs> Probably not. My, my goal, if I, if I, I would like to say yes. I'd say it happened in the first three months, potentially. First quarter. Yeah. There's always issues when a new card comes out, right? Lobbies, how the game works, bugs, and stuff like that. So let, let it settle a little bit. Um, let the GAs come in, right, and make sure that no one's absolutely frying someone with a stupid gun. Because um, it's no, it's it's next month the game comes out, right? I'm not, I'm not November November tenth. Yeah, we are yeah. Uh, not hurry about up three enough. weeks away. <laughs> oh, November tenth. So you know that's <laughs> half, that's, that, that's halfway through November already. When it gets to December, there is that what potentially was a major coming along, but I don't know if that's been cancelled. The rumours. December 16th is the rumour, but it meant it'd be a three-day-long dream hack, so that might probably be a pro-am, so... 
So, so there would be a clash there, potentially, teething issues with the game as well. So if I said January, I, you know, if you, hey, if you want to come down, we'll have a few beers in January and play a little bit of COD at the event. We can do that. Um, is that, is that an invitation? A 1v1, you know, maybe. 100%. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll book it now. Um, but LAN event, I want to make sure that's done done right um, because people are paying money and, you know, it has to be oh. done right. I mean, that's what the community wants here, right? After the shambles before. The, the shambles, right. yeah. yeah. So, no. I'm really impressed, to be honest. And uh, thank you for answering the questions. I'm uh, I'm excited for next year. I can say that. So am I. Buzzing. Buzzing. Love it, love it. And we've literally got one last section of the show. I'm sorry we've kept you for so long. Um, no, no worries at all. But the last section is just any other business. Have you got anything that you'd like to ask us? Any Anything at all? Who here is the best at Call of Duty on this on this call? Currently, I've still got a one v one copy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No copy. Yeah, copy. I'm I'm too old now. Um, no, 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 no other business. Like, like you know, as as I said, like in regards to Katana Gaming, you know, our sort of goals and ambitions. Um, yeah, I mean, if you guys are going to the events in the States, it'd be great to meet up and have a few beers with you there. Um, like I said, if you want to, you know, sort out a little get together in January, potentially, we can do that as well. Um, but no, I appreciate, appreciate you guys having me on. And um, yeah, if you want to jump on some ranked and cry whilst watching me play. That's, Break that's controller well. after two games. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So what we can take from this is that is that an invite to the next Katana open day to all Noctum staff? Sounds good. See how you're doing that 1v1 first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sign me up. That's, that's you and Chunk now I've got to take down. Oh, God. Still waiting for that chunk one. Still waiting for he's, that one. Yeah, he's gone missing. He's gone missing. He's, not he's to be seen. He saw dodging. me on the beta. He saw me on the beta. He thought, no, not today. He'll embarrass me. <laughs> chunk, God, where are you? Get Felix to sign in on your account and see what happens. Yeah, I'm going to need someone <laughs> signing my account. Yeah, that's for sure, because I'll get smoked. Oh, mate. Have some faith in yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm in my prime. <laughs> A lovely self. Thank you very much, Heffy. Thank you to Abby. Thank you to Copy. And... See you next time. Adios. Adios.